0: This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. We are back after a day off yesterday. So, before we go anywhere, I want to send out a message to the Toronto Raptors. Oh, boy. Yes. Okay. Did not we- see this one. Will coming. Lou just left. I got a little bit, uh, you know, I was... Get my little tidbit on the Raptors and what's going on <laughs> yeah, as we tra- transition in passing. But want to tell the Toronto Raptors, if you're going to take us off the air
1: <laughs> for
0: a full day yeah. for your NBA trade deadline, the least you can do is do
2: something. 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 Sammy, something. I actually think it's a bigger story that they did nothing than that they did something. Like, it's, it's, a mo- it's a bigger statement that they did nothing than the fact that if they had a traded Gary Trent or Fred or one of these guys, like, it's pretty insane they did nothing. We don't need to get to the nuts and bolts of this, but which I'm means, pretty flabbergasted.
0: But which means they weren't sellers, and they're, yeah, they they're going to make the playoffs.
2: Yeah, but they stink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but they can make the playoffs.
2: Yeah, great. I mean, yeah. lots of crappy teams make the playoffs in the NBA, and then it's like, oh, yeah, you get to play your bitter rival Boston Celtics and watch them whoop you in the first round. Sounds like a really fun experience. Can't wait for that.
1: The M L S E probably likes a couple home gates. Hey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well,
2: there'll be more than a couple because they if they get through the play in, maybe they, if they're higher in the play in, then they'll get a couple home games on that, and then you'll get at least two. So a little extra money, I guess.
0: A little extra money to pay Masai's salary. He's doing pretty well.
2: Uh, let's not get into
0: it. Well, besides the Raptors, got a lot of people watching and listening because they are intrigued by the Toronto Maple Leafs yep. going into this weekend. They're back. Long break. As was well documented earlier in the week by us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It,
1: it, it ma- feels like earlier in the week was 10 years ago. I can't remember the last time we did a show. Wednesday? I know Wednesday, but it feels
2: like at least a year ago. I, I know. I, and maybe it's just the fact that I lived a year of tweets from uh, <laughs> a lot of pissed off people about my fake trades, Kipper. I think we might have a hit on our hands here, I What, what, what like uh, like, do
0: we, people understand, like, we're just. No, hypothetically throwing like crap out Sam there. He
2: you know, cooked that up five minutes before the show. He was like, here's an idea. Yeah, it's like, I, maybe I'll put some fake trades at you guys. And then it's literally our most interactive thing we've ever put out. 100,000 people <laughs> interacting Man. with
0: that. If-, if anything, though, it does <gasps> speak of the appetite yes. that's out there and mm-hmm. how like emotionally vested they are in mm-hmm. this thing. Yeah. Like it is, it's. It's just not like a a subtle conversation to them. It is like life. It it also makes you think about
1: what's realistic, right? And like what you can do, why things wouldn't work or would work. And, you know, the common thread from the responses was that we're a bunch of know-nothing
2: morons for suggesting it. Yes. (laughs) I've just... It's been remarkable that, you know, every so often a new reply has poured in and just put another... Another smile on my face. Like the one we just got recently. It's just simple to the point. This is bad. (laughs) You will never be a general manager
1: ever. Oh, 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 my God. The only replies to it are me going, I don't know who Steven Lorenz is. And Kipper going, I'd do that if I were the Leafs. That's all we said about the trade.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that I dragged you guys. Does that not give us
0: some indication of what the next, like, what is it, 18, 19 days will be like? Is that it? so, eh? Which Dude, is great. Tubas
1: is thinking about it. He's being asked about it. There's, right. There's stuff's happening. Well, boys. we
0: got a terrific show for you. Uh, it is uh what we consider still uh, off the rails Friday. Oh, yeah. But it's- no Doug McClain in about 40 minutes. Sorry, everybody. Can he's, we get he's Aaron got- Portsline to drink or something before he comes on just to keep it level? Mi- we might have to. <laughs> but Doug is down and out with uh, a cold or laryngitis, but uh laryngitis, which I would think would Absolutely thrill his wife.
1: Oh, Jill's vacation is February 9th or whatever it is tenth.
0: Congrats to Jill. I hope not only just great. Jill, but maybe like his whole condo building, <laughs> the beach, the pickleball pickle court, yeah, court <laughs> there you the, go. the state of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> the All listeners to the show <laughs> yeah. happy in the next uh, oh, few days. Oh, we miss you, Doug. Yeah, I we, know do. You're we do. We do. But sure. we got. I love listening to you when I'm on. <laughs> In his place, Gord Stellick's going to step in. We have not talked to Gord since uh, he he was in Florida. Mm -hmm. So we're going to... We'll see if we can get him to throw it off the rails a little bit for us. think
1: he's got a tan.
0: Yes, I do. Okay. I do. Maybe half his face because he fell asleep. (laughs) He's the type of guy that would just be that guy. Nap it out. For sure. Uh, Aaron Portsline will join us in the second hour as well. Blue Jackets coverage for the Athletic. And we'll get his thoughts on where they're going. And uh, yet again, they got a few pieces there. I think uh, a few teams would be interested in. Jenner,
1: Gavrikov. I mean, the list is actually quite long. I don't know that there's many people they wouldn't trade.
0: (laughs) So wherever you are, Sportsnet 590, The Fan, Sportsnet YouTube channel, Sportsnet Now, iTunes, Spotify. We're glad you're aboard for the next couple hours. We're going to have some fun. Usually... This is the time of the, the day where we uh, lean heavily, as we have all season long, on Sheldon Keefe. Yeah, our guy. For Kippers Clippers. But uh, Sheldon's taking a bit of a backseat. Why? Because his general manager spoke. Yeah. Which really is maybe the first time since, I don't know, training camp. I like, forgot about him, the we GM. Have, we have not heard at all from Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas, and we went uh, through that.
3: Everything's great. <laughs>
0: Had <laughs> uh, that hairy situation at the beginning of the year, yeah. where everybody was like, uh, "Oh my gosh, go get uh, Barry Trotz! Uh, mm-hmm. It's over for Sheldon Keep." But they've they've been able to kind of lay under the radar. Yep. And yep. This Kyle Dubas had to surface at some point before no, we, his trade deadline, and and yesterday was it.
2: This is did, the longest. Go ahead. He did. Sam. He did do a one. Did he? Yeah. Am I, am I forgetting? Yeah. Like when. Kind of after the crap storm settled, he's gotten really good at not really? saying anything yes. inflammatory yes. while saying. I a don't lot. think he said much was, because
0: I don't remember. It it. Was,
2: wasn't it like when he was? He remember he gave an but update. You're on talking mu- about like late October. No, yeah, he did like an update on Muzzin and talked about Muzzin a little bit during that time. And uh, okay, you know, but it's been a while. Yeah, it's not like what a clip list today. I know, I, this is I, unbelievable. I got in here earlier, was pouring over the clips. At least a dozen. Yeah, I know. Wasn't that the time where he said Sheldon actually performs better under pressure? Yeah, that's right. He did.
0: Yeah, it's so nice that you have a memory. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And. Sometimes a loose button on when to cut our mics off, but that's okay. <laughs> but that's okay too. I'm not going to pass because that because that eventually on a, a nice f bomb out of JB is keeps the show fresh. Yeah,
1: lets people know I'm a real dressing room guy.
0: Okay, so let's start with uh, just a general approach to the deadline from Kyle Dubas, the general manager.
3: Um, I, I think you, with with where we're at as a as a team. Um, and just in the where we sit as a franchise you you look at uh, at everything right is there any whatever way we can improve the team, um, we'll, we'll look to do that. I think, uh, with the exception of, of goaltender uh, you know, if up front and on D, if there's a way that we can improve the team and give ourselves a better chance to uh, um, to make a run at it, then then we'll do that. Uh, some of it, I think, the larger focus is always on the the bigger names, but we have to look at the, the people who may improve us overall, and not just the the big names per se.
0: All all he did was uh, put a rubber stamp on what we've been saying the last little while. We need help in multiple areas. I think there's a pretty big
1: part of that quote that we're just glossing over, the exception of the goaltender, right? Where he says, like, you know, we'll look at anything to improve with the exception of the goaltender. We're looking to improve our team. No goaltender? Matt Murray, we're sure? This is it? We're good? You guys are good? I was surprised he said that. I mean, that's, that's a clear so statement that we're going ahead. We're going into playoffs with Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov.
2: Well, maybe not Matt Murray. I mean, who knows how long yeah. it's going to go. He's so back Samsonov up, he's back and on Joe Wohl. Yeah, he's back on the ice now, and they say he's progressing. But I, I, I'm i surprised he came out and said that, I will say. Because I'm, I'm not in the camp that they need a, no. another goalie. Yeah, you know, three but weeks the fact to that sort you, this. The fact that he just comes out right and says that they're not even considering it, I'm surprised. I think that's he's saying that for the goalies to the goalies
0: yeah hundred percent. like you you can you can get away with sprinkling the defense in the fours but you, you tell me what general manager would come out um a, a, three weeks before a trade deadline and say we need help on in, in that mm-hmm. right it just doesn't happen that's a very sensitive uh yeah it's a great point topic and uh jb you you nailed it like you you come out you, it's a big difference between talking to seven or eight guys on your roster on the blue line and, and 13 up front yeah. and two in net. So uh, you nailed it. Uh, I, I don't take any stock in that mm-hmm. in terms of showing cards. Maybe he's going to take uh, another week and a half, two weeks, and see where Samsonov is. How many starts will Samsonov have between now and the trade deadline? Yeah. The only thing that... I think has been established at this point is Samsonov is the guy we have to get ready for Game One. I, I don't believe that there's enough time for Matt Murray to turn and make people believe that it's his net like he had mm-hmm. just what a month ago, a month and a half ago. Yeah, like we were all lit towards the the side that. It was going to be Matt Murray's net to start anyways. It felt like but they wanted it to
1: be mm-hmm. with you, the way they dished out if, starts.
0: If he's, if he's not in the lineup for another 10 days, two weeks, how many starts do you think this guy's going to get to get ready for a game one scenario? This is completely leaning towards grooming Samsonov it is to
1: leaning. at
2: least start.
1: It's leaning, but uh, you mentioned a month and a half ago, like there's more than that to go. It can
2: flip again. There's 10 starts, 10 games before the deadline. Yeah. Including tonight's. With a guy who's on IR. Mm-hmm. Not enough time. No.
0: No.
1: No. So. so Matt Murray is going to, I don't know, I'm not going to say he's the backup yet, but they, you know, it seems like it is leaning towards Samson all his way. The other thing in that clip is well,
0: him. Go ahead. I was just going to hit do we have a clip on him uh, talking about goaltending at do, all? We do. We like? have
2: a clip of him uh, breaking
0: can we down. Follow that yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. And just stay on this for a split second? 100%.
3: Uh well I think Matt uh, Matt uh, got back out skating today. He'll he'll go on IR just cuz we just need the roster space and he's past the 7-day window but um I think the thing with Matt is that you know he had an injury early in the year came back and played great for us so this'll let him get to work with Curtis Sanford and get back rolling. It's it's not a huge concern. I think it's it's not a huge concern for for the reason that that you stated number 1 I I think Matt's going to come back in great form but number 2 Joe has come off his uh, injury at the end of last year Lance and I mean he's He's, you know, I think, 14-1 now with the Marlies, save percentage over 930, uh, all-star in the AHL, named the top goaltender in the skills competition at the all-star game. So Joe has been a guy that's put in a lot of work and a lot of effort and, and been a great lesson for us in goaltender development. Sometimes it takes uh, time and patience, and with his work ethic and his attitude, um, it's been great to see him, and obviously he's, he's likely to get in action here on the weekend for us. So that's, uh, that'll be a lot of fun to see him back in, in that again. He had a good stretch for us last year.
0: Wow, that's a ton of information there.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, he was an all-star in the all-star thing. So, must be good. Top goalie. Top. Top
1: In the skills. Top goalie at the AHL Skills Contest. If that doesn't. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. If
0: that doesn't scoop up Samsonov's game one start, nothing (laughs) will.
1: (laughs) I don't mean to make light of it. It's just a funny thing to mention. It really is. Top guy in the skills contest in the American League. Like, mention mention his record
2: and mention his save percentage in the hockey league. Well, 100%. He's, yeah, he's been amazing. It's been excellent. Unbelievable season for the guy. But not sure. So that's I think, funny. do you think there's a, I, I think it's pretty clear here, if I'm looking at it from the outside looking in, that they're being way overly cautious with Murray now. I bet uh, we'll
1: get some starts here. To, you know, that's happening, right? Wouldn't you think? In that, case Murray's going to yeah. be a maybe. They got to get wool in the
0: net. This is this is where I have a little bit of a concern on what Kyle just shared with us. Is, bet you wool plays tomorrow. Is number one is that he said uh, Matt Murray had an an injury earlier in the year.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, uh, that that didn't come up. How, how earlier in the year, and why wasn't it addressed then? And why is it is it crept back up? And like, did you miss it earlier in the year? No, did he, did was... he not? Did he not? Was he not as uh, uh, forthright in the information? of how he was suffering earlier in the year. Like, I I got nothing but, like, a little bit of red flags here on this earlier in the year.
2: Was he talking about when he missed the month and a half earlier in the year? Is that what he's getting at? I don't know. I I
0: don't know. But, like, the whole thing is still kind of stinky to me about the Friday versus Ottawa warming up. And not starting, yet staying on the bench, and still not being in a position. I'm sorry, but this just just does not happen every day in the NHL. Where a guy's not healthy enough to play, yet is healthy enough to sit on the bench. And then not healthy enough in the post-game comments to say that he could have gone back in. Like Mm -hmm. the whole thing was weird beyond belief. Joe Wolf, baby, get to know him. (laughs) You know, because there's no guarantee where he's going to be good to go. And he's still not healthy. No. And it's been a good break. It's a a goaltender with an ankle injury, which is a goaltender with a high ankle sprain.
1: Uh, That's trouble.
0: Do you want to talk about the difference between me as a skater with a high ankle sprain and a goaltender with a high ankle sprain? It's like your support
2: joint the, seems very important. They <laughs> don't going. go
0: they don't necessarily go away very quickly. Yeah. That's not good. Not good. Nope. Little bit of a a concern. Kyle just said not a huge
2: concern. But a concern. Yeah. Some concern. Yeah. A little bit of a concern. Well, it just, but it's not good. It, you nailed it when you talked about the parallels between him and Freddie. Like it's eerie here now. Just With, not. Knowing Knowing what the guy status is. And maybe they know more about Murray than they did about Freddie. But, like, it just feels very similar. Yeah.
1: The other thing in that comment that I was going to bring up is he mentioned, you know, it's not just the big fish. We need to look at anyone who can improve us overall, right, all throughout the lineup. And I look at what previous Stanley Cup champions have done, you know, Tampa Bay doing Gaudreau and Coleman, uh, Colorado doing Manson and Lekanen. You know, those are names, but they're not the biggest names. And I look at right now who's available, is O'Reilly and Kane and Taves. I'm not- Chikrin. Chikrin. You know, the names, the older guys I just mentioned, I'm not sure if their values as big as their name. But to me, here's what I see from Dubas. Managing expectations. Because if you come out here and say... We're going big fish hunting, or sorry, big whatever. Game hunting. Game hunting, that's it. You don't hunt for fish. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting to sound like me now. Just make, two years, bro.
0: Just make crap up, <laughs> as two, my wife says. Yeah,
1: two years now. The But that is there. you know, I think it's just managing expectations so that See,
0: for Leafs fans, it's not like you, we're getting mire and chicken. Honestly, and, that, that horse left the barn.
1: Brought the horse back in. He said, "We're just aiming lower." Don't you think?
0: No, he, I, I, he can say anything he wants, mm-hmm. but the expectations are: you're getting out of the first round, or you lose your job. Yeah. <laughs> like, where is man? How can you manage that? That's
1: unmanageable. He's doing, <laughs> he's doing his best. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it is. That
0: he can try to curtail everything, but hey, you. You got a few issues. Yeah. You better find a way to clean them up between now and uh, March 3rd or it's over. Yeah. Like, uh, there's no managing that. No, I agree.
1: And so, Sammy, he mentioned that he wants to improve at forward and D, but then we have a clip as well where he says he also doesn't want to trade their big pieces, which, which That's uh, a, clip the, is that?
2: On Matthew Nye's, you got asked about, you know, basically is Matthew Nye's, like, Available. when you're thinking about trade. Yes, he was alluded to, so you can play that clip here.
3: Every single uh, trade discussion that we have, um, we're at the part, where, and where we're at as a franchise where you necessarily they don't can't necessarily say no to anything right off the right off the hop. Having said that, there are some some um, players and some uh, draft. The capital that we have that are extremely valuable that we that would be hard pressed to, to move on from uh, you know not just the not just the uh, the one player you mentioned but a, a whole group of prospects or younger players off our roster so um, you know I, I think in regards to, to rentals I, I I can't see that happening but with regards to other options I, I don't think um, you say no off the hop to anything but those are very important pieces to us uh, for now and in the future
1: so. Those are important pieces. We, you know, we'd like to hang on to those, but we'd also like to add forward and D. Yeah. doesn't really add up, does it?
0: Yeah, it can can add up. Okay. Yeah.
1: How does it make sense to you?
0: Expectations,
1: right? Managing expectations. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, if you just check that on on the side here, he basically said that we're not going to spend first-rounders for rentals, mm-hmm. uh, but we will look at Matthew Nyes for something more substantial. The, the other part of that, and I made this comparison
1: to Sammy before the show, is like it's like you know when a boxer says they're retired, and Conor McGregor, you know, MMA guy, retired nine times, and they're like, yeah, and then we'll pay you more to come out of retirement. That to me is what's happening with the Nyes in the first is him saying that we we don't want to move those pieces or important pieces just so that people who want them, they have to pay up.
0: Well, now you're getting into reading tea leaves a little bit. Yeah. Because there's two things that you you do when you go public like Kyle did, is that you send one message to your fan base, but you also send a message to any other team that's listening. Yeah. And that's what I, I got out of it. And, you know, I mean, I talk, you hear in your inner circle of things. And one of the things that, I had heard in the last what 24 hours is that uh the Leafs are obviously focusing on a D man mm-hmm. and they're targeting Jacob Chikrin. I heard some things. So, really, for me very consistent from what I heard out of Kyle is that uh Jacob is not a rental. Not if I'm close. able if I'm able to pull this off, we guarantee ourselves uh Three more cracks at a Stanley Cup with Jacob Jacob Chikrin at 4.6. And that would be worth giving up a Matthew Knives for. That's what I heard yesterday.
1: Yeah. You know, I have an article coming out on Sportsnet today. That's juicy, Kipper. You
2: take a day off and you hear juicy things. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. Uh, On Sportsnet.ca, I've got an article coming out on the Leafs power play struggles and how, you know, you'd mentioned earlier in the year how it has gone down in the postseason the three three years in a row. It's actually uh, six of the seven past playoff years. Wow, and it's declined and considerably. You know, like it's gone down significantly in terms of that. Um, one of the things that has happened, and I, thanks to Sport Logic for their help on this, is uh, passes completed, as in puck movement, has gone down in the playoffs, and that to me is who facilitates the puck a lot. It's the guy at the top, Riley, going side to side and puck movement. And I do, I did think while I was writing that article if you had a had someone who could move it around a little bit more, it opens up seams more and it keeps things, it, it gives you those chances to get into the dangerous spots a bit more. So I do think that someone like that would really help, like really help yes. their power play.
0: And knowing that there would be a, a tremendous price to pay, I think Kyle, again, has left himself open with some of his comments. Uh, in that Matthew Nyes, did he talk about
2: the chances of somebody coming out of college and and being oh, he had, he mentioned it i didn't get the clip but he was just basically talking about them going on a run to it's like the history isn't necessarily great or whatever but you know he's hoping that they can win the national championship as the number one ranked yes team or whatever like it wasn't that great a clip
0: no so. no it, but it was a good clip um for the reason that he said you got to also temper expectations for a kid to come out of college and be an impactful player yeah so I think that uh I think they're 100% on board knowing that if they wanted to get Jacob Chikrin, it would cost them Matthew Nyes. The other thing that I heard if you want a little bit of uh look at look at him perk up eh, as soon as I said that.
2: <laughs> Kiffer, I'm all ears, buddy. Love this stuff. The
0: other thing I heard was they'd like to get it done with Jacob Chikrin in, in Arizona without giving up any f- more first round picks. Like those they want to protect. Yeah. Which means for me that if Matthew Knives is involved, it would cost them something else of significance outside of uh, a future asset, like a first rounder, like something on the roster. Okay. Now, my first thought is I'm doing it Sandine. Sandine or Lilligren? Yeah. It could cost them Lilligren and Matthew Knives.
1: Mm. So, Chikrin is a right or a left shot? Left. See, you need Lilligren on that right side, don't you? Can you give him Sandine?
2: Can you get them to do Sandine and Nyes? Let me go to Cap Friendly and see if I can figure that out. No.
0: Yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, if if you're Arizona, it's not even a question who you want right now, is it? Between Lilligren and Sandine? Yeah. No. You want the right handed shot, you want something that uh, every team wants. Mm hmm. Young puck moving right handed shot.
1: I mean, if I'm the Leafs, here's my response to
0: that. Uh, okay, <laughs> you, you make that move, <laughs> yeah, nice and uh, yeah. Lilligren, yes, and uh, a second rounder or third rounder, but not my first rounder.
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I just think it like you know, when you win a Stanley Cup, you have impact pieces and players. I, I've always been of the belief that play game breakers and these sort of elite guys make the difference. You look at the best players in, you know, NHL history, they win cups. Timothy Lilligren's an excellent hockey player, but you know, what is he a second pair, right? D who's going to get 30 points and doesn't defend all that great. Like, it's not that he, I don't think he's good. I, I'm a Lilligren convert. I've come around, but to me, he's a lot more replaceable if you can add someone at the top of the lineup. I still have fear about Nyes. Like, Nyes can easily be that guy that for a genera- for a decade, people are going, But
0: not, how do you but, trade but, Nyes? But, but not in this window right now. Well,
1: that's the thing. It doesn't line up, but you can watch him score 35 goals as a power forward for all, you know, it, could, it can hurt that one. So, yes, I would do it recognizing where they're at with their superstars and their curve and all that with some trepidation. But the Lilligren thing would be, I would be able to live with that.
2: I have a couple things on that because that is just so juicy, buddy, and I love hearing this kind of stuff. <laughs> but I think I would rather give up the first round pick than Lilligren, no? Like I, if it was I, a choice? I like that thought. Like if you're, if I was Kyle Dubas and I'm looking at my team and I want to win this year, listen, if it's Lilligren or not that I'm doing it, like I, the way we used to talk about Lilligren, I can't sit here and say I'm not yeah. trading him for Chikrin. The- but wouldn't you rather do it? As a first-round pick? Yeah, I don't disagree with you. But where it kind of
0: holds up is Arizona may not want that first-rounder.
2: Yeah, it's fair. They want my, a guy, my concern right? is the, the like Leafs is... We'll
0: take a guy that you groomed and is ready now that is cost control at $1.4 million, uh this year or next year. And I, I save myself uh, five years of developing uh, the next... Oh, L- yeah. lily pad. The, the,
1: the Leafs have been invested no in right? the lily pad. My concern is, you know, on the right side. Then you're left with Brody, who's a left
2: shot, Justin Hall. Yeah, you got and hopes, hopes, and dreams. Uh, yeah, you know, a,
0: like, they signed Timmins to a two year deal, and I think that yes. So, it, in, so in all much honesty, much more
1: likely than him though. It's Sandine on his offside, I is think, what it is,
0: which has not been good. No, Timmins comes in for Lilligren.
1: Oof. I just can't see Timmons in Sandine out in playoffs. I can't. But I get your point. As, as a, a right five shot. Six. Yeah, yeah. Though, so, no, Timmons I know.
0: is a five six. Yeah, he's a six. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying Sandine to me is a better it's player. Hull,
0: it's Hall and Timmons with your right handed D. How do you feel about that? Uh, a lot better knowing that Chickwin's Ch- one of four. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too. You know, that's true. So you got, you know, at that point, Riley's. Second pair, really. His numbers with Hall haven't been bad, by the way. That's People just, think such, a, that's
2: just such a team changer. Like, it, pushed, have, it pushes putting, Riley out of a spot. But just that, having a guy like that immediately in your top four, it's just is such a team changer.
1: I wonder how it is coming out of an environment like Arizona, you know, playing in a college rink for trying to lose to suddenly being like...
2: Out of the frying pan into the fire. You're,
1: you're the guy against Tampa in round one, fella. Yeah.
0: All right, we're... Grab, uh, where nah, we go? stop what, the show. Where do we go from here? Where do you, <laughs> you want to go? You want to go to, uh, why don't we
2: do the clip you liked about playing, uh, the opponent? The, well,
0: we'll the... get that towards okay. we go to uh, okay. Columbus because okay. they got, uh, oh, yeah, but let's not forget they play tonight. <laughs> Hockey game. <laughs> Woo-hoo!
1: Sammy and I doing
3: Leafstalk after. Just oh, yeah,
0: Dubis now on the, the the thought of matching up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I like this one.
3: Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, our, our hope and, and how I look at it is. Uh, we can. We have to control those 30 games that we play, and we have to put ourselves in the best. Regardless of who our opponent is, and 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 where we're at, we have to number one. We have to secure our spot there. I think the minute that you start to take your focus off of being at your best night in and night out, uh, and competing night in and night out, like you see now, Florida's they're firing on all cylinders and they're coming. Buffalo, they're coming. Ottawa went into the break hot and they're they're rolling along. Detroit's had those stretches as well. So I think the minute that we start to lose our focus is is the minute that we're going to really start to. To give it back, and that's not what we want to do. Our hope is to continue to to chip away at it, put together a strong month here, and then stack that on with next month and see if we can chip away at the the lead that Boston uh, has, and I think as everyone knows, Tampa's right there on us. So uh, we we can't uh, take anything for granted for a second, especially in this division and this conference.
0: You know what, Sammy, can we go right into his uh, playing the lesser teams, and then we'll just kind of overlook all of that. Yep.
3: Well, I would like us to play really well against the non-playoff teams. Those are those are important points for us, and, um, you know, frankly speaking, you know, I think we've been a bit better this year, but um, it, these are these are areas where I'm looking to see growth from our team, right? And, and it, you know, going back to the previous question about what the rest of the stretch means, you're always looking for signs of growth, and I think this is a stretch for us to do that. These are important games for, for us. There are two points every night, whether we're playing... Boston or Tampa are playing teams that that are currently outside the playoff picture, so um these are important for us and our own growth and then, with regards to Austin, I think it's good to see him back on the ice and and skating, but we're we're gonna be very cautious obviously with with him and where he's at, and he's obviously non contacted. he'll need to be in contact before he gets back in.
0: see, I got so much out of those two so much good, glad someone did, and that is like we're we're not mailing in thirty games here, we're not cruising towards. Focusing on playing Tampa Bay. He he hates his team the last few years, giving up points to the Montreals yeah. and the Buffalos and the Arizonas. It's driving him nuts. Yeah, it's well, driven us all nuts. Okay? We have that in common. And <laughs> to sit there and say that you're one of the top five teams in the NHL this year during the regular season, mm-hmm. and he thinks that they're, a bit better than last year at that, a bit better. Okay. Like, come on. Like, he's pissed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which
0: is a good thing. Yeah. But if if they're just a bit better here, then like something's wrong. You should be, it should be, we should have nipped this in the bud is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. To, to not be able to play well against lesser teams, leaving points on the table here. So I think that was a stern warning to all of those players yeah. is that I'm watching you.
1: It's just for me, Kip, I'm so obsessed with playoffs right now. And I know it's February 10th. I know that's stupid, but like all those playoffs, these games, like I... I kind of feel for the players going into playing Columbus, Columbus, Chicago, or whatever it is. Like I, you know, he's given them the warning, you know, we should be better.
0: Like a pro. But does it tell
1: us anything about their odds against Tampa Bay?
0: I think yes. Okay. I think if, if he doesn't see the growth, then it should be a bit of a warning to you is that you shouldn't trust them Mm -hmm. in the first round. Like you haven't trusted them for the past six seasons. This, uh, at that time of year. Yeah. He's looking for growth still. He hasn't seen it. Yeah. Here he is in his, what, fourth year as general manager?
1: Just like he's you know, looking em- for
0: growth against lesser teams.
1: You know, people lose to these teams, though. It's the NHL. But no, like, no, 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 no.
0: They lost they, to Arizona this year. No, Seattle. No, or, nobody's lost like they've lost.
2: No, they've had their no, share no, of... Yes. You can't, like, try to compare the Leafs to other teams in this fact. They They cost themselves how many points last year... Losing this to, really just, does though. Just losing a Buffalo. Losing this to Montreal. really does
1: feel like if you went around the league and looked at everyone's schedule mm. and asked their fans, you know, Tampa Bay getting shelled by whoever it is, Boston's lost their share of games to bad teams. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I that agree that it's two been playoff a thing.
0: losses to Columbus and Montreal. Yeah, who you should have flat out beat with your eyes closed. Yes. easily.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I feel like that. That issue spoke to a bigger issue about lack of killer instinct, right? That was the theme after the postseason, lack of killer instinct. Um, You know, I don't feel like that's as relevant to this team. Anyway, that's...
0: All right, we got a maybe uh you we, we want any more of kyle dubas or are we good well,
1: what about his um his contract situation he was asked about being in toronto and staying here and all that does that interest you yeah okay sure. what do you think kyle
3: Yeah, I, I mean, Toronto's been great. It's great for my family, and I think more than anything, it's the, the people here are, uh, I love coming in every day and working with the people. So, um, you know, it's, I, I never uh, take for granted a day working in the league in any role whatsoever, and um, Toronto's been been great for, for our family, and we'll. Uh, I, I don't focus on, on the end of it. I just focus on every single day giving my best for everybody inside the facility. I
0: hate the whole, I don't focus on the end of it. Uh, but what else can he say? And in, in all honesty, I mean, it. what else can he do? It has to be true. I... He has no choice but for that to be true.
1: Yeah, I mean, he can only do what he can do right now, but I, it's hard not to think about it. It's, you know, I don't know. It feels like it's...
0: You've done it as a player. Yeah. Everybody goes through it.
1: Yeah, you just do your job every day and plow on. I guess uh, the and other you're thing here,
0: you're here until you're not here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the other thing I, I wanted to hear him on was on the NBA trade deadline when everyone's trading five first round picks to 2029, and his if he's jealous of the NBA and their deadline. Yeah, let's hear it.
3: It's a different, uh, it's a different beast. I think. I mean, just, I, I don't, I don't. Uh, I mean, I follow the lead, but not closely. If I don't really, uh, the valuation of the picks, I think, is a little bit different in the NBA as well. Just in terms of what you can expect if you're picking lower in the first round. I, I don't. Again, I don't know well enough, but I guess yeah, there's a little bit of jealousy though.
0: <laughs> so yesterday, I wrote for the Toronto Star my uh, my uh, my column, mm-hmm. and it was based on that, on the NHL being in a situation where it seems like everybody's thirsty and for for true bigger names available, and it's just not there. And with all due respect to Bo Horvat, in theory, was that a true blockbuster? Uh, it's
1: okay. right? He's got 30 just, goals. He's not. Just, blockbuster, he's a big deal. Or
2: Netflix, I'd say.
0: Just, uh, <laughs> just your eh, is enough to know uh, that answer. He's close. And, he's and close. That, yeah, wow. As close as he can get for a guy that just scored 30 goals for the first time last year. I know he's going to do it again this right. year, but he's just now starting to get into of that, that, that cut line of being mm. a very good player to potentially a
2: star. Is he
1: Pascal Siakam in terms of league-wide importance?
2: That's a hell of a parallel. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's really from left field. <laughs> you know, a guy that you like who's fringe all-star. Yeah. Sure. Anyway. Hey, Pascal made the all-star team. Did he make it? Of, a bunch of guys got hurt. No. So
0: he made it. I did uh throw it out there that uh the NBA's probably kicking the NHL's ass in in that type of talk or that type of uh enthusiasm. And why is it possible? Bigger names and the fact that uh you've got I don't know what the number was. Over 200 that either had no moves or no trades.
1: Most interesting part of your article. I think you said two hundred and thirty-one players yeah, in the something NHL close. have control
0: over like yeah. not
1: full, but like some trade. Even protection. limited.
0: Two hundred and thirty yes.
2: players. Mind numbing number. And do you know how many in the NBA had it? Like what, like two guys? One. Yeah.
0: One. Bradley Beale, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: So of course it's more interesting. No one knows where they're gonna live. Does everyone rent in the NBA? Probably not. They have lots of money.
0: So part of my article had Two case scenarios in Leaf history yeah. with these type of clauses. One was with Daryl Sittler. The other one was with Matt Sundin. One was handled by uh, Punch Imlach, Uh, and that's been well. Punch
1: didn't come off great in the Ballard Dock. Well, by the way, boys. yes,
0: exactly. So, and then Cliff, the professional, the class act that he is, handled it uh, how you would expect to be. Mm-hmm. And that is, players have options. Negotiated in good faith. Matt's had his rights. We respect those rights. End of story. It's great. So here we are in 2013, and with so many of these no trade or no movements, you just wonder if if nothing changes with the CBA and you're still dealing with these things, where is that uh, fine line between respecting them or giving some players uh, some uh, a good nudge to say, I got to get you out. I don't care what your contract yeah. says. You have to get out. It's crazy,
1: too, because the NHL, you look at the big trade board that everyone has and every you know, different network, it's uh, the top five guys. It was Bo Horvat, Tarasenko, both had no-move clauses. Yeah. Uh, Kane, Taves, O'Reilly, no-move, no-move, no-move. I mean, all the tradable guys have protection.
0: Which brought me to my last last point in my article, and you can find it on my uh, Twitter account, Real Kipper, is if, in fact, the things may go a little sour again after their first round, where are the Leafs with Tavares with two years left at $11 million and a complete no move? Would they approach him to find another team?
1: I don't think that Kyle Dubas or Brendan Shanahan would but Fresh set depending
2: eyes, who's here, set. <laughs> you know. Fresh set eyes. <laughs> Fresh set of eyes. They may Those eyes may be, you know, rinsed out.
4: <laughs>
1: Emergency eyewash station. Yes. Fascinating. I don't think they would, you know, just in terms of having brought him here, sold him on the place, captain. If, he's Mr. Toronto.
0: If you so had a chance, him. though, to move his contract, eat maybe 25 30%. Get somebody to bite at seven and a half or $8 million for those two years at, at a point-a-game guy and a guy that can still show a high level. Blasphemy. To sign yep. Willie Nylander. Yeah. Get just... his money, get Tavares' money out to sign Willie Nylander. You still think that the Leafs wouldn't approach him?
1: Have I traded for Timo Meyer in this instance? <laughs> this, honestly, T- John Tavares has been an unbelievable Maple Leaf. An unbelievable Maple Leaf. He has produced. What does that mean? It means he's produced.
0: He's has a leader. Yes, which <laughs> you he can't which bank he, it. Which he's done. Bank a point. Which he's game. done with the New York Islanders. This is
1: what his fifth year of yes. being a point per game guy. Fifth
0: year of of not getting out of the first round.
1: I understand that, but it's just to me, it, it's it would be so hard to say to a guy, we signed you on this vision. The vision is executed. Yeah. you've lived up to your end of the uh, you know bargain. He
0: hasn't. They haven't gotten out of the first round.
1: Was that the bargain?
0: Well, you just assume that you you, you got him to get you over the hump. We can't get over the hump, and we're not, we're not trending over the hump as is. Yeah. I have to do something. I can't say that the logical brain in me
1: doesn't <laughs> hear and agree with what you're saying. However, the loyal human brain in me says, "Yeah, you just can't. The pajama boy. He's, you just
0: can't
2: do Sammy, it. Sammy, what do you think? Like, I like it. it I mean, if it means having to sign Willie Nylander, I'd do it. Absolutely. But I don't think the Leafs would. I, I really I wish we were having these conversations after multiple Stanley Cups. That's the one that truly breaks my mind. Like, you, you know, you think about the the Blackhawks winning those cups and having to break up the team and trade guys out, and it's like we've had these conversations with nothing. You
0: don't uh, it, you think that, that the Leafs would be interested in Timo Meyer?
2: I do. Uh, I got a. I got a proposal uh, for you. I just. I, <laughs> I.
0: I don't. I. I don't see it as. First of all, as being anywhere near as high of a priority as the blue line.
1: Yeah. Checkrind changes
0: things for sure. Okay. He
1: defends pretty well too.
0: If If you are in a situation of picking one for Kyle to hit a home run, where Where are you going, Checkrin. Timo or Checkrind? No, it's Checkrin. Okay. Yeah. Is, Clean sweep. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're we're all on board there. Yeah.
1: Meyer. You know he. He's, okay. We got to go. He, Let's be yes. We'll
2: talk Checker. more
0: with go We got more on this, which will lead us to Gord Stelectricity, Leaf Nation, pre and post. He's joining us after the break. You're watching and listening to Real Kipper and Board. We're glad you're aboard.
4: Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans.
5: The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Stepping in on Off the Rails Friday for Doug McLean, None other than Gord Stellick. You were the only one that could do this. You know that, right?
5: I'm. <laughs> Am I honored? I should be on. I'm honored. I'm honored.
0: You are for sure. And and you're fresh off that incredible weekend uh, in, in Fort Lauderdale, Miami. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, All Star Weekend, where you got to call uh, the game. Now, is it true that you and Steve Coolius were nicknamed the Roxbury guys from the Saturday Night <laughs> Live uh, characters?
5: <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, at the you're, end of the weekend,
0: is that true? Is you're, that-
5: you're, you're- you're half right. You're half right. Okay. In that, uh, I, I went to the uh, NHL function on Saturday night. We didn't get there till like eight ish. Cause we were covering the game and it ended at ten thirty. And then I went back. We were, uh, we were sharing an Airbnb to be cost effective. Uh, so, uh, it was kind of like the big, it was kind of like a big brother episode, a reality show, but, um, cool. And Scott Lachlan on air guys and others went out to the later parties. And, uh one of them was hosted by a guy named Dave Panyona from the fourth period. And all I can say is they should have come back one period earlier. Okay. <laughs> That's all I can say. That's all I can say. <laughs> and where were you during all of this? Cool. I was, I was thinking about my next appearance on real Kipper and born. So I was up studying in that on a Saturday night late. And then I went to bed early. So I'd be refreshed. And finally on Friday, I got the call from the bullpen from Sammy. So, I'm excited. You got to be ready. I'm like Mariana Rivera. You got to be I'm ready all the time, okay?
1: <laughs> Enter Sandman because you're sleepy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I know we're going to get into the Leafs and the trade and talk and yada yada yada, but uh uh you've had a week to kind of digest all of it, uh just your thoughts on maybe cleaning a few things up on All-Star weekend with that skills competition because you know that stuff ain't going to fly in Toronto next year, right? You know that.
5: Yeah. Now, you know, first of all, uh, uh, first of all, okay, if you don't like the All-Star game, and, and that's everyone's right. I mean, All-Stars in every sport. You know, don't watch, don't listen, don't go to it. I, I mean that. I'm not, you know, whatever. It's, it's To me, it's something I could take or leave um, on a national basis. But when you're there, there's a different vibe, different energy. And, of course, being on the media side, we had media days, so we get to talk, you know, whether it's Dylan Larkins and Johnny Goodrose and Seth Jones. I mean, that part's all really good. But to get to your point, Kipper, yeah, no question. You know, when they did it in 2000, they're, they had the bad format about the world versus North America, and that didn 't work because the leaf players were on the world team, so okay that you got the game is the game I think it 's okay the way it is right now. They had to do something after that debacle in Columbus, what about eight or nine years ago, where it was it was one hundred and twenty seven to one hundred and nineteen, and you know nobody blocked a shot, so the three on three's okay you 're right about the skills there's there there there's this balance about you know skills good environment um something new novel and something gimmicky and uh yeah so they i i I can acknowledge they missed on certain counts you know that way and and this is a chance for toronto with you know our environment i think you know whatever to do things maybe outdoors i don't know but you're you're 100 right it's something that always is a work in progress so
1: on from that to the rest of the season 30 some games left we got 10 leaf games to the all-star break kyle dubas spoke today um, you know, not the most telling information, but he did say some things scored. One of those things was that, you know, not necessarily big game hunting, but looking for other ways to supplement their roster. Do you see that as managing expectations or a reality of what the Leafs uh, fans should be expecting at the deadline?
5: By the way, you know, I'm filling in for Off the Rails, and i got to tell you, Justin, Doug McLean has successfully screwed up so many people about your name, okay? You know, I almost, I have to catch myself, honest to God, he's done that successfully. I, know. Um, I have to say, first of all, Kyle Dubas' style. Jason a, or Justin, whatever your name is. <laughs> <laughs> he's screwed Thanks, everybody Doug. up. But, okay, do a split screen of Joe Biden's State of the Union address and Kyle Dubas talking to the media. It sounds the same, okay? <laughs> really? Like, he's way younger. It's nothing to do about age and everything like that. I mean, it sounds like what Dion Phaneuf was captain. You know, it's just the same stuff keeps coming at you yeah. about the, you know, the process. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I just get, you know, whatever. I'm cool with whatever he does. He's in charge. I don't know the big deal about the last year of his contract. Okay. I hope he gets oh, a 20-year oh, contract. Oh, oh. I hope... Hold on hold on I hope you do I hope I do I don't know whatever so hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm just wait wait and see what he does hold I, on. i'm I'm looking hold, forward on, hold to- on
0: stop it <laughs> you cannot be cool with whatever he does if he doesn't do anything that improves this hockey club and they don't find a way to get out of the first round how how can you sit there on our show on Friday where we need you to just come on. Well, hey, I gave a
5: pretty good Joe Biden Duba split screen thing. That was pretty good. Okay, <laughs> he he I came has up with to something. go, Gord.
0: Gord, he has okay. to go big game hunting here. He has okay. to.
5: Okay. I'm just saying I don't want to hear, I don't wanna hear the, uh, the terminology, the sound bites. That's more what I meant. So I, oh, I'm okay. looking forward to seeing what he does to be clear, because, you know, Kippy... what Am I on 60 Minutes? What show am I on? I thought this was real Kipper and Bort. What is this? Is this the late Mike Wallace reincarnated by Kippy? Holy mackerel. Hold your feet to the fire. Yes. Yes, it is. uh, Anyway, there's no question. Like, it's it's a weird thing. Here's this great regular season, but if they don't get in the first round, there has to be landmines going off somewhere. You don't have to blow the whole thing up, but there has to be... There's no question. There's no question. So, you know, whether... I mean, there's pressure every year about that. I, I don't believe he's trying harder because he's in the last year of his contract. But, he, you know, it, it can't be how Nick Foligno didn't work out, for example. And, again, there was uh, mitigating circumstances with injury in that. You're right about Kippy. Uh, yeah, man, you, you, look at what, you look at what the Rangers have done. You look at what the Islanders have done. What about Brendan Hagel? What about that deal last year? Like, I mean, 21 goals to get a guy who is uh, on a $1.5 million contract this year and next year. And I guess the Leafs were in on that particular deal. But that's the kind of thing Tampa Bay does. And that's a big part of why they have Stanley Cups beyond the headman, beyond the point, beyond the Stamkos. And, yeah, you know, it's like, give us our Nick Paul guy. Give us our somebody, whatever, that's going to come. If you can't get big game like you want, Kippy, or think he has to, and maybe we'll get 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 someone who's at least big game in the playoffs okay. for a change
0: i know but let's let's be reminded here hagel did cost them two first rounders which he's not prepared to do
5: well we wait, wait, wait hey in toronto they gave up first rounders and first of all first rounders are 30th and 31st for tampa bay so that's one they have given up first rounders in the past like in the flano deal and other ones and and yeah i i get there's a certain price but what i'm saying what a a great value that right away that guy and against your pro scouting and the leaf pro scouts that had him on the radar as well. So he comes, he's not a hired gun. He's a guy that, that cap wise helps your situation. So that, that's, that's a double whammy, positive trade beyond just the hired guns, like say a John Klingberg or someone like that.
1: So, how are you going to feel here about the Toronto Maple Leafs if, after the deadline, they've moved on from Matthew Nyes in that first rounder? Because there's a lot of people, and you know, well, one thing Kyle Dubas has mentioned that he doesn't want to do it, but a lot of Leafs fans are just not comfortable with moving on from the whole future and, and kind of being so invested.
5: Well, you, you, whatever the price is, is the price, and if it's not worth paying, you don't pay it. Okay, you don't pay it. Okay, you know, and if and if if you endure the criticism that you didn't successfully. Get big game hunting. Well, you're, 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 you're doing your job as a general manager in, right. in, uh, in, in small picture and big picture. This is a team that is good enough to win a playoff round, that should have won a playoff round over the last five, six, seven years. I don't, again, want to hear that, oh, my God, it's Tampa Bay, because you had Montreal and Columbus in the past when it was set up for you, and it didn't happen. So you have to beat a team like Tampa Bay in the first round at some point. That is a reality. I have picked them. Justin, Jacob, John, or whatever your name is, I have picked them to win the Stanley Cup this year. I just have a vibe. I have a feeling. I think there's seven or eight teams in the mix. I think this is going to be a year like the St. Louis had a few years ago. And the no-brainer is if they get by the first round, free at last, free at last. I think a lot of people will be jumping on that, that all of a sudden, you know, as far as that pressure being off, who knows? But that first round is key. And, you know, that's that's why they get paid the money. That's why they have the scouts evaluating, uh, you know, what they can do, should do, what price they should pay. And, yeah, that's the way it goes.
0: Nick Kiprios, Matt Damon, Gord Stellick. You're listening. <laughs> I'll take it. The real Kipper and born here. Uh, part of Kyle Dubas' press conference included uh, his choice words of, we're set in goal. We just got to figure the rest out. Uh, were you surprised to kind of hear that they aren't looking for anything between now and the trade deadline when it comes to between the pipes?
5: So, you know, Justin, you're big on this. Where's the analytics talk gone? That's what he was brought in initially. And I understand yeah. you got to grow as general manager and all that. I, I totally get that. Yeah. So are, are they still like considered a, number one or two or whatever, like, analytic-driven team as far as assessing on-ice stuff, assessing trades?
1: I think so, yeah. You know, it is interesting, though, Gord, because to your point, people talk about Dubis and all the number stuff, and it's like, look who he's brought in. He brought in Jake Muzzin and Kyle Clifford and Ilya Labushkin and, you know, like a bunch of, of, you know, guys that the thumpers like. So it is – things have changed, haven't they?
5: Yeah, yeah. But, Kippy, get back to your question is – so, okay (sighs) – what like okay? First of all, Joe Wall is Joe Wall the Matt Murray like in Pittsburgh? Is he the guy that was killing it at Wilkes Barre and came up in Pittsburgh when Flurry had issues and played well in the playoffs? Like this is intriguing now. They finally got a goalie they're developing who's playing, you know, extremely well. So are you gonna uh, like trade wise? Is there somebody available, you know, if it's what well, Cam tell? But I don't know whatever that you feels better than Joe Wall. Is
6: there is it a guy that
5: you know costs a second round pick or third round pick to give you depth? Uh, um I would I would be okay with that, particularly now Murray uh, adding concerns to the uh, um, the injury to put the health department heading in the playoffs. I did find it I don't a little interesting he said that. I don't think Kipper it precludes him from making a move. I think he just more was you know kind of giving a pat on the back or a little vote of confidence to the current goaltending. But anytime you can add goaltending depth, particularly when one of your two starters has significant seemingly injury issues, and both have had injuries. Uh, you, you would have to do that if the price was reasonable, in my opinion.
0: Gord, you, you've sat as a general manager, assistant general manager, uh, through trade uh, deadlines. Are, is there pressure on on uh, general managers? And do do you feel like people inside the organization pressurize, uh, put pressure on you as well to to make a move? Would The fact that now the ball's rolling a little bit, Uh, we saw Tarasenko go to the New York Rangers. Internal pressure is that is that real this time of year for general managers?
5: Kippy, most general managers will deny it, but it's one hundred percent true. It's one hundred percent true. Like I know, like you know, Brendan Shanahan has a free hand. Basically, the board lets him do whatever. The board isn't calling him or Kyle Dubas, I don't think anyway. You know about that, but it's it's human nature. And also, Kippy, you know the guys like like your run to the Stanley Cup, like. It's it's in the dressing room. There's kind of like, wow, you know, they're they're doing some stuff. They want they got expectations out of us. What we got to do? Keep our game high at a certain level. But wow, they're actually doing stuff now. I know Bruce Boudreaux will use an example the 2010 for you know, and I think last year the Florida Panthers might have done the same. When you make too many moves, you, 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 that's not constructive because you, you know you're you're really knocking a lot of things out of whack as far as the depth chart goes. But I, I think human nature it's 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 there it's there and you know and hey it's good if you can do something if if you can kind of get on that positive vibe and it it does help like you know Dave Nonis we're chatting with him uh he's a regular now on, on our on our, our show on Sirius and just you know Anna Brian Burke added Brad May in Anaheim that wasn't a big trade but he needed a big personality in a quiet dressing room right and you know and those are the kind of ones, well, geez, think of your buddy, our buddy Steve Thomas, years ago when Anaheim added him at the deadline. You know, he went on a tear there. You know, so so Kippy, big game hunting is one thing, and I agree with you. But if you can get the ingredient, like uh, identify the ingredient that's out there that really that your team, maybe another team is not the same, right? But that your team w- will add that kind of value. You know, that that's that's another that's another intangible.
0: Oh man, the year we won the Stanley Cup in '94 it was the pressure from Mike Keenan on Neil Smith to get things done. Like we were a first place team and Keenan would be the type of guy that would constantly tell Neil Smith, we can't win with this guy. We can't win with this guy. We need this guy to win. We need this guy to win. And that was just almost, I'm sure daily.
5: Yeah. Well, as as you know, Kippy, and it's, it's, there's a great, books about it and stories and that probably was, you know, Mike Keenan seeing a, a seeing a a power void there. He could seize and he, he may have had Neil Smith's job. If he and Neil may have been out, you know, shortly thereafter, if Keenan hadn't uh, done the St. Louis deal, right. You know, basically that set up the modern day tampering rules about executives, coaches or anybody moving from organization to organization that there's, there's the strict, and he did that what days after, you know, days after or weeks after they won the cup, but yeah, that, that was that, I don't know. I don't know if there's another one quite now. Like, I mean, he was almost like Bill Belichick with a boss above him. It wasn't a boss. Keenan was back then. So, you know, there, there's another element though, Kippy and Justin, about what coaches, you know, really have the GM's ear. What used to be more dangerous. I mean, now there's more corporate setups, but if a coach had the boss's ear, like the president or the owner's ear, right. And all of a sudden, you know, he, that person's on the general manager kind of getting the, uh, you know, getting the side information from the coach. But, yeah, that was a good example of that. You're right.
0: He's Gord Stelic, Leaf Nation pre and post. Tonight, Leafs jacket on Sportsnet 590. The fans, coverage starts at 630. Gord Stelic, Gunner, Coolius, I don't know. Who else you want on the show? Um, <laughs> he's got them all. Gord Stellick, hey, we,
5: we, yeah, we got them all. We're going to let Steve Coolius rest and all that stuff, relax, and he can enjoy, uh, he can enjoy watching the game or, or listening to the game on our waves, our airwaves. How about that?
0: Fantastic job filling in for Doug McLean. Fantastic. I didn't think
5: you were going to be able to do it, but I didn't bring up the guy that fired Doug, and then he talks about it all the time, right? Was just... I I left that one alone. Doug can do that next Friday, okay?
0: Have a great weekend, Gord. Have a great call tonight on your show. Will do. See you, guys. Thanks, Gord. It's electricity. Hey, what has
1: more value, Matthew Knives
0: or the Leafs first? I'm telling you right now, everyone that I've talked to, the stock that has gone up for Matthew Knives in a short period of time is been well received around the league. I would, I would hope that Kyle would be using that Mm -hmm. in the negotiations. Like I had someone DM me.
1: They'd rather see the Leafs trade their first. Yeah. No, 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 no,
0: a hundred percent. And I'm like, I would, I would hope that Kyle would almost be leveraging the stock of Matthew Nye's. As uh, a top ten pick, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like this isn't a first. This is a a guy who's panned out m- since maybe, draft. M- maybe uh, less question Maybe marks. one of the most uh, dynamic power forward, not playing in the National Hockey League today. Uh, at least fans wouldn't like that, would they? In <laughs> in a few years, like to have that in the lineup. Sammy? That that's the you want this guy. Yeah. I am giving you Jeff Carter. I am giving you the best prospect the best power for prospect in the world what are you giving me yeah that's the way i hope <laughs> the kyle's by addressing the, the jeff carter uh,
1: thing was an accident that i mentioned his name but uh you used you mentioned him in the well that potential was,
0: sundin trade that was the story that uh back with matt, matt sundin not lifting his no move that null uh nullified uh Trade for Carter. A Carter and a first from the Philadelphia Flyers. Leaf fans
1: can so, never have a big power forward here.
2: I don't know how the where the hell I found that out in whatever year that was, but I, that was a big thing with with Leaf fans. It's probably from Kipper
1: when he was on Hockey It in Canada.
2: Was it?
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember, I remember what that, I had for breakfast. <laughs> but
2: <laughs> so there was a very <laughs> weird time there with the Sundeen legacy because of that. Well, it wasn't just Matt's, but then it
0: kinda it uh it grew to the Muskoka five mm-hmm. is that what we used to call them back then? so I think there was caberlet involved, Darcy Tucker involved, Mats, maybe McCabe, I don't know, but some of them had partial to full no moves, and uh it it got a little frustrating uh towards that uh that. It, that time where you could get something back for them, but uh, maybe some of them shut it down. The Muskoka
1: Five sounds like something criminal happened. <laughs> like,
0: it sounds terrible. And the one thing that I did stress in my uh, my article yesterday for the Toronto Star was: listen, I get it. I'm an ex-player. Who, if you can get it, get it. Don't yeah. upset your family. Have control.
1: Yeah, 100%. all of it. Yes. like.
0: I, I don't care. I understand hey, giving can't, up can't half a million
1: dollars for it. Can't,
0: can't uh, sell the sizzle? That's not on me, mm-hmm. right? Your league became a little bit more boring because of these. Not my problem.
1: No, I currently have a mortgage, and I know where I live, right? and I am my ne- kids in
0: school. Negotiated in f- uh, uh, in good faith,
1: and usually in exchange for money off the deal. Sometimes, yes, you know, one hundred percent. I'm sure for a guy like Horvat. You know he had he didn't get a full no move from Lou all the way through. He got first four years and then partial after that.
0: Tarasenko had one. Still got traded to the Rangers, which was always one of his teams. Mm-hmm. D- uh, Doug Armstrong always had the ability to trade him in the last year and a half to the New York Rangers. The the, the problem was is like you couldn't because of the cap issues. Now has it come out at all? on how much St. Louis is paying off his contract?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, I think they retained
0: 25% or was it 50? They're, I heard 50. It was 50, I think. Yeah. yeah. They... So, right, that that was never off on the table. Mm-hmm. Doug Armstrong hates, Retain. hates no movements. But it's for half a season. And, and retaining money. Fifth of the season. But the only way Doug Armstrong was going to end up with a first rounder for Tarasenko was from the New York Rangers if he picked up 50% of his contract. And that's why he did the deal yesterday.
2: Turned him into a first. Pretty good. Um, I want to get to something before we go to break. I ate a ton of pizza and wings and wedges, and Pizza Nova was nice enough to send it our way. Uh, You know, big game this weekend. Uh, A couple of football teams playing football in a rather large game. Yes. So if you're looking for uh, something to get, no you know, pizza, wings, whatever you want, Pizza Nova. Right. And, place and to go. Le-
1: let me follow that up by saying my family every Friday for the past five years has ordered a pie from Pizza Nova. So shout out Pizza Nova. Really? If you want to hook it up, we will be your loyal uh, subscribers. Yeah, it's, it's Pizza Friday. You don't have to cook. Okay. The kids eat it. They love it. I'm happy. Pizza really is the best. It's a no-brainer. They should
0: throw
2: you a coupon or something, shouldn't they? <laughs>
1: Show me, like, yeah. Well, they throw threw it. They threw us they literally pie. Like,
2: ten pounds of free pies and wings. <laughs> okay. They already threw us <laughs> lots. For I was the record, here late. I saw you standing over the garbage trail hey, mucking a wing cap. For so. the record,
0: I, I found a wing on the floor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's all that was left. <laughs> I dusted oh. it off. <laughs> yeah. I assumed when I saw it, it was under five seconds. <laughs> Therefore, the five-second rule had, in my mind, had been fine.
2: You assumed as you walked in, I threw it on the floor or something. Yes, it was a phenomenal pie they sent away. So, if you're thinking about some for the large match this weekend, think about Pizza Nova. What
1: is or, the deal with
2: being unable to you just say? Can't say. It. Can't say it. Don't say it. I won't. But what happens? You get. You, the, I'm big... talking
1: about the really superb. Um, the owl. <laughs> there's a big the... laser comes down and goes. You can't say don't talk the name it. of the big game this weekend in print anyway. I'm sure we can talk. About, I'm sure it'd
2: be fine, but I don't, don't know. Don't look at me like that. Just don't say it. You can't say Super Bowl.
0: It's <laughs> ah! a you laser. It's a laser. just, just, just cost. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't 5
1: dollars is now in debt Why? for Why? Why? I
0: honestly when don't. When did this happen?
1: This is like in the last five years, it's been around that you can't. You got to. Right to talk about it as the big game because only the people who pay for the rights to use that can like, yeah. NBC, ESPN, Sportsnet, maybe I, don't, I know. don't know. Are
0: you allowed to say NBC? I got to pay you NBC pay, now. Oh, pay I'm them. out of money. Anyways, are we allowed to say Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Poor beat you have, timing. you hey, the He's last had beat two this week, whole time? Your, your fingers have been slower <laughs> than anything I've ever seen my whole life. And, hey, make sure Try your fingers... your finger toes. They could be faster than your fingers.
2: Make sure your fingers aren't slow when grabbing some pizza nova this weekend.
0: Uh, uh, or, uh, as early as tonight, nova. when the Toronto Maple Leafs play yes. the Columbus Blue Jackets. Bingo. How's that? Sounds great. Great segue into Aaron Port's line. After the break, we'll t- tee up uh, the Blue Jackets and what they may be doing come trade deadline that and a ton more as we continue on the real Kipper and Bourne show
1: breaking down the biggest trends in hockey the hockey PDO cast with Dmitry Filipovich be sure to subscribe on Apple Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts Toronto Maple Leafs
0: ready to get back at it Back to back with the Columbus Blue Jackets, which brings us in Aaron Port, Portsline uh, doing terrific work for the Athletic all over what may happen in the next three weeks out of Columbus. Uh, Aaron, thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's, uh, I I mean, been a tough year, eh, in Columbus? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where, where, where do you start in terms of, Aaron, um, I don't know if that, yeah, I'm not looking for a, a huge long answer just to put you on the spot, but, like, what does sure. the disappointment of this season mean for the next three weeks?
6: Well, yeah, I mean, it, it. I think when the season started, if if everything went right, they they saw themselves as a team that potentially could be, you know, in a playoff picture, a playoff chase. So, in that scenario, they wouldn't be, you know, ushering UFAs out the door and maybe doing more. Uh, the way that the season's gone, for sure, th- that's the case now. Uh, Gab- Vladislav Gavrikov, unsigned. He's not. You know, he's not going to just be allowed to to leave without a return. They're going to trade him for sure if they can't get him signed. I think they still want to get him signed. I think that's getting ever unlikely as we get closer to March 3rd. Um, and so instead of, you know, instead of being a team that, that's adding or fortifying, it's a team that's kind of shedding and, and uh, loading up on young assets for the drafts and beyond.
1: So... You know, Gavrikov's an interesting name. It feels like every year there's a pretty good defenseman who ends up going for how much? You know, he's a, the name's like a David Savard fetched what? And that feels like where Gavrikov is heading. Tell us about him as a player. Obviously, here in Toronto, he's someone of great interest given their needs.
6: Yeah, well, he's for sure a top four guy. The thing that's so unfortunate here is, uh, you know, he and Wierenski are really the only bona fide top four guys they have. And... So now they've got some young defensemen coming, but they need a bridge to the the first-round draft pick. So it's a tough guy for them to move. They don't want to move him, but again, he's he's not he's not going to re-sign here. If he's not going to sign an extension, that's where it's at. He's a very polished defensive defenseman. Um, I, I think back to David Savard a couple of years ago, uh, one of the guys you may be referencing who went for a first and a third to Tampa Bay Um, that would be a reasonable, I think, start. I think that's what the Blue Jackets would be looking for. Uh, Gavrikov is at least as good a player as Savard was then, three years younger than Savard was then. More offensive upside, not an offensive defenseman at all, but not a a, a liability with the puck on his stick. Uh, He's a pretty good all-around player. I think he's underappreciated. I think he's a guy that if you played at a slightly bigger market, and Toronto would be, obviously, more than a slightly bigger market, uh, might have a bit more status throughout the league. He's very highly regarded here in Columbus and would be a big loss to them if they lose him.
0: As far as moving forward here, uh, we saw Johnny Goudreau signing there last season. Uh, Patrick uh, Laine has signed uh, an extension here. Are, are are these surefire guys that uh, they want to build around here for the next few years, and does that line up with any type of window
5: well,
6: I think Gaudreau is for sure. Uh, Line A is, is is a bit more uncertain to me. Uh, I don't know what the grade market is for him, but I think he's a the guy they'd listen on. It, it has been a weird fit here. Uh, he has not been great with Gaudreau uh, in their defense. They don't have a number one center on this team. In their defense, they don't have a number two center on this team, they've got Boone Jenner playing there um, I, I, by default, nothing against Boone Jenner, but probably a, a second or third line left winger. Uh, and Ross have in and out. Cole Sillinger has backpedaled in his second year. Um, so maybe there's there's something to that. But those two, Gaudreau and Line, a, have not really ever made magic uh, at any point this season. And Line 8, you know, came here as, as billed as one of the great goal scorers in the league, and he's not that uh, right now. Hasn't been that for a few years. So there are elements to, of his game that are attractive, sure, but I don't think he's by any means untouchable. I think you look at, at Warenski as an untouchable, Gaudreau for sure, and then you look at the, the cadre of young players that they've got. They're still high on Mark Marchenko's been an eye-opener this year, uh, maybe a little ahead of schedule. Uh, they're really high on Kent Johnson, and I don't need to tell you guys this, but what this season has been about now for a few months is this year's lottery and the hope that several teams have of landing at Connor Bedard, um, a transformative-type player. Even if they end up with Fantilli, I think they would be completely delighted. They need desperately need center help, uh, something they've really never fixed long-term here. They've had a couple of players that they've not been able to hold on to. Pierre-Luc Dubois has moved along quickly. Um, Boy, that's a big hole in this roster and has been ever since Dubois left, and and, uh, they need to fill it and and perhaps more.
1: So with the whole season kind of being geared toward Connor Bedard or Fantilli even, um, you know, I'm trying to get a sense for what this Columbus team is playing for right now, and you hope it's not to lose games, but Jonas Corposalo seems like a guy who's in the way of some of the The losing, right? I mean, he's a 9.08 save percentage, which is above league average. Um, Is he someone that's a part of the long-term plans? there another name that could potentially be on the way out?
6: Well, I think he's on the way out, and it's an awkward situation. They've got their wagon hitched to Elvis Merzlikens, who's in the first year of a five-year contract. He's been really not good this year, and there's talk around him. Uh, work ethic issues that need to get straightened out as well. That's not a pretty picture. Um, the young guy that's coming to Tarasov is probably the future goal. They're in a weird spot where their best goalie, Corpusalo, and you're right, his numbers are above league average, but they're way above uh, this team. Look at all the other goalies in the, on this team, and then look how Corpusalo's numbers really jump out. I think he's played his way into being a tradable asset, which was not the case last year, uh, ended with hip surgery. And the other guy that they would move, and, and it, it's going to be similar to a Riley Nash trade a, a year or so, a couple of years ago, where Nash was injured and they traded him, I believe, to, to Toronto, Yeah. Um, is Gus Nyquist, who's got a shoulder injury, is not going to play again for the Blue Jackets this season, but could be back very late in the season or in the postseason
0: for a team, shall so you be trained to do it better. We're talking to Aaron Portsline from The Athletic, who covers the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, it's a blink of an eye, and it's been 10 years for Yarmo Kekalainen in, in Columbus. And I'm just wondering uh, like, does he get another 10 years to try to fix this, <laughs> or is some people going. You know, ten years is a long time. Maybe we need somebody else to try.
4: Yeah, well
6: Kevin, I don't know if it's ten years. I, I I that seems um rather rather bold. Another ten years. But I just talked to John Davidson recently about Catalina and I don't see any sign of discord or, or disfavor with the the direction of the franchise. I I think, you know, for Brad Larson and Yarmulke Kalina, these injuries this year have given them cover largely. They got up to just a horrendous start, even when they were mostly healthy, worrying start. Uh, And then came the injuries at a a rather alarming rate. But there's some fundamental flaws with this roster. I I think they thought this was going to be a quick, Rebuild to even push back against the use of the word rebuild. It was restart. It would correct you. This was just going to be a quick one, and that was all on course until this season, where it's all really falling to pieces. We'll find out next year. Um, there's always next year, right? Yeah. But you look at the team. There is center depth. Major issues at center. Major issues, top four defense, and the goaltending is wildly unsettled. Other than that, they're in great
0: shape. (laughs) The the only good thing going for Yarmo is you could still blame Doug McClain.
1: (laughs) You know, I blame Doug.
6: It's been a number of years since I've heard that, but it's never out of season.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's a
1: regular on our
0: show, and we just blame him for everything we can And the good part is we know he doesn't listen to us when he's not on the show. Never. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's
1: great. The, um, you know, looking at this, the struggles of the Columbus blue jackets so far this season and, uh, you know, trying to make sense of where they go from here, like okay. So they trade one or sorry, they get one high draft pick. You know, there's a lot on the plate of Brad Larson. How do you judge Larson's performance as a coach is a first-year guy. He's had injuries. The team has holes. It's just so hard to know going forward what they have in their new coach,
6: isn't it? It is, and this is the second year. Last year, you looked at him and you right. thought, okay, so many young players, and this is a, a you know a teaching job strictly. But I, mean, I think it changes. I think the roster changes when you when you put Gaudreau lining Uh, this is becomes a performance type job they're still very young but I think Greg Larson is going to be evaluated after the season I think they they've recognized where the season's going a long time ago and decided not to to make a move Um, I think they're still looking at their young players and seeing okay Kent Johnson's on pace for like mid-30s 40 points as a full-fledged rookie, Marchenko pro- is going to push for 20 goals down the stretch. There's some stuff here. If you look at it, you'd say the some of the young players are finding their way in a difficult league under difficult circumstances. Um, but I think it's a it's a job that's got to be evaluated after the season, especially if you land a Bedard type. It's a different. It's becoming a different team. Um, it, you're asking the the driver of 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 your truck now to drive a race car if you want to look at it that way, and is that the same driver? Um, I think it sometimes is a different person. I think all of that's going to be evaluated after the season, but I I don't think Larson's a a, a job that's in question right now. I think they are I think this is again fully the the players aren't tanking. Players never tank, uh, but management has been fully on board with this finally being. The years where Columbus does it. If you look even through the Doug McLean years, one of one of the complaints you hear about McLean and after is they were never quite bad enough to land the Crosbys, the Malkins, those guys. They were always in the six, seven, eight range. And the years that they've been really bad was the was the Ryan Murray draft, um, and we we know how where Ryan Murray's career has been. So. The only number one pick they've ever had was Rick Nash, and they traded, Doug McLean traded up to get Rick Nash. Uh, they've never landed that number one pick, so maybe this is their year.
0: Aaron, the, the other thing that stands out to me in this organization, and, you know, all kidding aside with Doug or Jeff Rimmer or uh, uh, John Davidson, Yarmo, and certain players, is what a great place it is to to live, be, the support, all of it. Yet yeah. there seems to be an issue with keeping guys or keeping names from the breadman to goalie bob to Pierre Luc Dubois to Seth Jones. Where is the disconnect but between how great it is to be there and why players can't or don't want to stay? Well I
6: think the I think the biggest issue is is the biggest issue that the fan base has with the organization is that it, 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 it's the city is no one's ever left because of the city no one's ever said i i can't live here uh this place is just too boring for me most people get here and think oh, this is bigger than i thought it was it's better than i thought it was the question is can you win here and as sure. as great as it's been to have an nhl team here And as as above average as the support has been, it's really an incredible level of support when you realize they've never gone on a playoff run here. They've won one series in 23 years, right? They've not picked the team up, uh, the city up, and carried it with them for two months in the postseason. People still talk about 2019. Is the, as the the playoff run? They won a series. They got beat in the second round. They beat Tampa. It was a great story in the first round, but they didn't make it past the second round. We call that the glory year in Columbus. Um, I mean, it's, it's 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 tough because you know people will 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 constantly say, "Geez, what's the crowd support been like that?" And I look around and I think there's a lot of markets that you put this success in front of the people for 20 plus years it would be a graveyard in the arena. And they've sold the place out several nights this season. The crowd's been very engaged. They want it desperately. But I think players feel like they want to win. Seth Jones left, wanted to play in a very large market. He'd been in Nashville. He'd been in Columbus. He wanted a different taste. Uh, Artemi Panarin dreamed of being a New York Ranger from the time he was a little kid in Korkino, uh, Russia. Um, there are different reasons. for. We still don't know why Pierre-Luc Dubois had to leave. Uh, still, years later. Um, but there's there's different reasons for everybody. I think the biggest thing is if, if they felt like this team was going to take an annual run at the Stanley Cup, I don't think you'd see players leaving like that. Um, but I, I think they see it as a pit stop on the way to championships, not a place where you can win them.
0: Aaron, thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, have fun covering the game tonight. But we'll do. Thanks, Thanks Gordy. Appreciate having. it. See one round in twenty three years. I, I, I could play in Columbus. Oh yeah, no problem at all. Yeah, Actually, no problems. I, with Columbus I would at all. think it would it, it'd be a great place to play.
1: By the way, win one playoff game in twenty three years in Vancouver. All us Canadians talking about. Hockey, you can see how it goes in Vancouver. How many fans are there?
0: The, if if you ask me, that's the team that needs Connor Bedard the most.
2: Columbus. Yes. That's my ideal landing spot for him.
1: I actually left that interview hoping for that and went into it hoping for Chicago or Philly or something.
2: Let's have a Columbus
1: run.
0: market needs is one player that someone could say I want to play with him Mm -hmm. and that would be Connor Bedard and that would change everything because uh, we saw it. We've lived through it already. If you go back to 2004 Four with Sid, mm-hmm. right, remember how bad Pittsburgh was, mm-hmm. Do you remember bordering bankruptcy and can't get people to go and then Sid the rest is history
1: just a bunch of dry tinder laying around Columbus, and you know he could be the spark and just set that place on fire. No joke I about Vancouver, but anywhere one playoff round in twenty three years
2: the glory you, year
1: the glory year it's very is funny hilarious. You can't put that in many places in the NHL and not have empty dysfunction. Seats. I mean, look at the Buffalo Sabres. They have great fans in Buffalo. They struggle.
2: Um, yeah, I think Columbus is a great spot for him to land. East Coast, playing in a really relevant division against lots of good teams. You see him a lot. I think that'd be a really good spot. I really oh, do. Yeah,
1: I mean, the league would like that too because you're in, you're playing the Rangers and yeah. the Islanders and the Devils and the yeah. Pittsburgh and yeah. Capitals. You yeah. know, yeah. like it's yeah. it's great.
0: Okay, right, Team
2: we'll... Columbus, go Columbus! Yeah, our show is on that. We, uh, oh,
0: anything we want to add to Tarasenko deal? I, I think we should talk about the Patrick Kane quote today. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, Would you I, like I, just, read it? I just want to. Well, just Leno. as far as Tarasenko, you anything you want to add phone? or anything to it? Uh, do you think that this was a huge coup by the New York Rangers to get him? I do, yeah. You do, eh?
1: No, I don't know about coup, cool, but boy, you know, with They're the retained worse. money, that top line right now is Panarin, Zabana, Jed, Tarasenko. Yeah.
0: Who do you want to have the puck? Nobody. Uh, no, no, no. It's it's got a chance for sure. I just they can win a cup. That I team. just I don't know. I he's a little strange for me, Tarasenko. I don't trust okay. him. I just don't trust him.
1: I will say. He's got like thirty-seven points in forty-eight games or yeah. something. Like he's, a he's a
0: talented guy. Yeah,
1: like if he gets it in the but slot, he can shoot
0: it in the net. He's finicky. He just needs to. He needs to be loved. He's high maintenance for me. I got a touch light in so my you, basement you know, that you can you touch and it won't dark. turn on.
2: But some days, <laughs> what's that? Got perfect. some. You got some insight on Tarasenko here. No, it just
0: seems to me like he. He's a type of guy who sometimes he thinks he's way better than he is. Mm, that's dangerous. And, you know, I, I know he's kind of the guy sometimes he's like, you know, people should be looking at me like people look at Ovechkin.
1: Well, I think what would help that is when you're playing beside two guys who are better than you. And maybe he won't believe they're better yeah. than him, but statistically by basically any metric, the yeah. two guys he'll be playing with are the better players on his line. That might be a little bit of a reality check. Like for he, him.
0: He, he, he's the type of guy that he thinks in his mind he's going to make $9 million next year. And what is he going to make? I think for me, yeah, I, I mean, certainly a, a great playoff run and get to the Rangers to a final and you're a big part of being in a number one line would get you on a short-term deal, maybe eight, eight and a half. But He's right, actually
1: a fascinating case. Right
0: now, honestly, if the Rangers were to go out in a first or second round, I don't know if I'd price him much higher on a short-term deal than six 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 and a half. Someone will give him like five years times seven. See, like that, that to me is crazy. He's also had three shoulder surgeries.
2: Yeah. For sure. But the Blue Jackets would love bit. to have him. The Blue Jackets. Yeah, the Jackets to go play alongside Carter Bernard. Okay. You want me to read this Kane quote?
0: Yeah, let's go to Pat Kane because uh, he had some uh, real interesting
2: words. So, he got, he got asked you want to ask for questions before you Yeah, I got a bunch already. Oh, oh you do? Okay. Yeah. I put it on the YouTube, and I got, we got a few texts, got a few tweets, so I got some stuff. My guy. So, Patrick Kane on the Vladimir Tarasenko trade, who was obviously asked, he said, it's not like the happiest I've been to hear about a trade, which is a very weird way to word that. I think the Rangers are a team that you definitely pay attention to and definitely intrigued by for obvious reasons. Patrick Kane on whether he, the Rangers uh, were on his radar. If things were going to happen, that was a team I was definitely looking at. It seems that uh, they kind of filled their void and went ahead and made a deal. So it is what it is. I guess she's going on a date
1: with him, you know. Just like that. That He was—he wanted to be
2: a Ranger, huh? That's pretty eye-opening for a guy on another team to say that. I'm surprised.
0: Well, I, I don't think that uh, maybe they... now We got sick of waiting around hearing him... Yeah, but he's decide. also... If I'm not mistaken, almost four million dollars more expensive than yeah. than Tarasenko. Plus, He's, he makes a lot more. I don't know if Chicago was willing to pay fifty percent of his salary. I I would think that the Rangers just said we can't make that work.
1: It's uh it, it, maybe it's eye opening for Kane, though, that like this is not going to be sit back and cherry pick the yeah. organization. You want to go into cup run. You're going to cost someone a lot on their cap hit. You need to let your team know now so they yeah, can he's get kind to work. Of, you've
2: been humming and hawing a bit here. Yeah, Patty.
1: If you're going to do it, you should probably they said in the, the stream of quotes that he hasn't officially let Davidson know what his intentions okay. are. Well, OK, then you don't hold get on to, for
0: a second. Hold on. Where is Davidson's responsibility here? What do you like if he's not coming to you then like are you being clear with him? Have you had the lines of a communication open? Mm-hmm. Are you constantly talking to him? Does he understand where you're coming from? I think Davidson hasn't played this thing from from what I can see from the outside. Looking in, mm. I'm not sure how Davidson's really handled this situation. Is he intimidated by him? I Does he want to go and get the, autographs when he sees them? They're terrified to mess up
1: the departure of the two biggest names 100%. of the past
0: 30 years in well, exactly history. Just the mere fact that that he's coming out like this, and he and it sounds like he's never been in the loop on this, and he's just like a super fan watching from the outside, looking in, tells me everything I need to know about the Chicago Blackhawk management and how this has gone down.
1: I feel like you're, there's a lot of assumptions being made there about what's happening,
0: right? Like, I don't know. It's just my opinion yeah. on, on how it, it looks like it's played out. He. It sounds to me like Pat Kane hasn't got a clue what's going on above him yeah. in management. Well,
2: I think that's an interesting thought It hadn't crossed my mind, but having him come out and be like, holy crap, the Rangers got him, like... You know, they would where, have had where, conversations where is, with where, him.
0: where is Davidson or anyone else in Chicago to be on top of the Rangers situation so they can go back to Pat Kane and say, hey, listen, I talked to the Rangers and right now they think it's a money issue. Uh, Maybe they did. And, but he, he wouldn't say that if... Exactly. Yeah. Then he wouldn't be so surprised. Yeah. I wonder if someone will do double retention. Like there's a lack of communication here Mm -hmm. going on between Kane, Taves, and the Chicago Blackhawks.
1: Probably more complicated with Kane and Taves because teams that are competing for a Stanley Cup may need another team to retain to acquire guys with cap hits that are 10.5 million. You know, you're going to have to go through a third party to also eat some salary. And now it's like. I'm just going to get Tarasenko. Well, maybe, What's the difference? Maybe
2: he wants to play in another team that wears blue and is an original six franchise. Do you want that to happen? Uh, I don't know. Boy, I think so. He's left
0: wing need. I think he also spoke today, if I'm not mistaken, about uh, his health situation because that is out there and it's real. He is not healthy.
1: Him. Hmm. I think he said That's it's he- overblown. Says it's, the guy who would like to get traded. It
0: sounds like he's trying to manage whatever the issues he's going on. And I'll tell you another thing. Jonathan Taves, not healthy. Really? Not healthy. God, you do not want to trade so, for Nick Foligno again. So here's... Again. Uh, so that, that, JB just hit it. He just hit know. it.
2: You want to be careful of damage damaged goods. Right. You want the quote from Kane? Yes, please. He said... Uh, I just had it here. Patrick Kane feels his hip injury is overblown. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure what the story is, to be honest with you. But I feel better than I did last year. It's just one of those things that maybe the story leaks out and it piles up a little bit. How bad do you feel last year, Pat? He had, ni- he had 92 points last year. So if he feels better than that, he should be really good this year. <laughs> yeah. Here's the risk
0: of Taves and Kane if they decide to, to, tr- to get traded and, and move on. Mm-hmm. Is that if they aren't healthy mm-hmm. and they find themselves in a Nick Foligno situation it could really hurt them moving forward. How so? You look bad. You don't don't look like you're an impactful player, that you cannot hit the levels that you've had in the past. I see your point. You want to sign a new contract next year. You want a fourth year, a fifth year, a sixth year. Maybe people are going to watch you moving forward, and, you know, some nights you need off. Why would I go and sign you to a, a, a big contract in the summer if you've spent the last month and a half, two months showing everybody that there's been wear and tear on you. And you know who else that hurts? That hurts Kyle Davidson. That hurts Davidson and the Blackhawks,
1: the, or the other team saying you were aware of his health issues. You traded me a damaged goods, traded me someone you knew was hurt. Guys,
0: listen, okay,
1: we all sat. And, and with retention, you know, they're, we, this is going to be a tough deal we, to make these guys.
0: Nick Foligno. Like if if, you, if the Leafs were able to have re-signed Nick Felino, a healthy Nick Felino today for the Leafs, man, would have solved a lot of issues. Wouldn't want a
2: three mil, though. And didn't they get? try pretty hard to get him no, back? I, I listen,
0: I'll take Nick Felino three million all day long the way he can play now for the yeah. Boston
2: Bruins. Would you rather have Kerfoot at three long. million or Nick Foligno at three million? Are you
1: sure Nick Felino's not going to have a back problem in the playoffs? I no. know,
0: but uh, it seems like he's been able to, Show everybody that it's a non-issue right now.
2: Still scares me. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, You guys want a couple questions? Of course. Uh, We also
1: have lots of quotes.
2: Do you have any, uh, do you guys have the standings in front of you? Yes. Yes, we do. Okay. So here's the question, a great question from Fractured Wolf on YouTube. Bit of a dark name there. (laughs) Um, Oh. What's one team out of the playoffs that you guys think will make it in and one team that's in that will fall out? Alrighty, One team out of the playoffs
1: that I think will make it in.
2: Mm-hmm. I know what you're going to say.
1: Calgary Flames. Oh, no. I oh, Islanders? Were... Yeah. <laughs> Islanders are currently sniffing around. Boy. Ah, yeah, just, they've played so many games, the Islanders. They only got 27 left. I think the Flames are going to get in. They're not in right now. They're tied for a playoff spot with Minnesota, but they have an extra game. Uh, you know, one of these L.A.-Seattle teams, I still mm-hmm. think is going to fall out. I still think Seattle might miss, guys. I know they've been awesome. I still think they might miss. Wow. Minnesota's squids.
0: leaking oil right now. They big time.
1: Minnesota four, six, three, lost three in a row, 4-6-0 and oh in their last 10. Squids and are 4-5-1 and one in their I last 10.
0: I never, ever, and I'm an idiot because I've done this in the past – underestimated sid and mike sullivan and i shouldn't but come on there has to be one year where i'm right where it's just it's over and those
1: caps are the the capitals are kind of there too right where it's injuries and age and signing who they they signed uh sonny Sonny milano Milano and dylan strome
0: how
2: about buffalo is a dark i'm saying my picks are buffalo in and uh, sorry, Sid. God, Pittsburgh out. I'm Pittsburgh so- out over the Caps. Both of you, really? They're one point so- behind Caps with three ah. games in hand. I'm sorry, Sid. I just no. You're right. I can't do it. Caps. I'll say Caps. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to betray my Come boy. On, Sid. OB. No. Yes. Ov. Yeah. Back to UFA. I don't. I don't nah, want you. Uh, John Carlson
0: has really hurt them. Hurt them yeah. big time. And so- he does, I hear he's not. He'd be lucky to get back by the first round.
2: Really. L.A. is really, they are kind of smoking. You see those goal differentials, I'm and you see the teams that are in, that going, the, that are in the playoffs. Everyone's at least, you know, plus four, plus five the, as the lowest, minus 10. That usually is a pretty good indicator. So I'll say L.A. out and Calgary in, which isn't that exciting. All right. I mean, who are you going to pick, Nashville in or well, that's St. Right. Louis? It's, There's only a couple options You can the only
1: West. go so far. The Florida in is not that outlandish a pick either. Yeah,
2: He's they just, just had a bad start. Feels yeah. like they are way better than...
1: One, three in a row, six, two, and two
2: in the last ten. All right. Uh, what do we got here? Another playoff question. Which team, and this is very similar, which team do you think will give Boston the hardest time in round one? And that's from John Mitchell on YouTube. So I think Boston's going to
1: have a tough time. Any of the teams at that bottom wild card spot, the Islanders, the Penguins and Capitals, probably Capitals or Islanders. but The Islanders are a big, disciplined, You know, they're not going to be fun to play in the playoffs. We're going to play the Isles seven times, so I'm going to take the Islanders. Give the Bruins a hard time.
0: Yeah, I don't see anybody. Just walking through Capitals, Penguins. I do. Sabres.
2: Sabres give the Bruins a hard time. They can score. Love it. They can score. Listen, what's hard time? Six games?
0: Yeah, but they can't outscore their mistakes.
2: I think they could take them to five or six games, and that's as hard a time as you're going to have in the first round. So I'm saying Sabres. I, I have this, like... Small fantasy of the Sabres getting white
1: hot and catching Tampa Bay.
0: No. The year we won the Cup, I told you, like uh, Steve Thomas says, uh, we didn't touch the puck the whole series. I, I, I don't think they, they scored a goal till like, game three, like in, yeah. the, in the middle of game three.
1: You're like, you Way to go, guys. Thanks
0: for
2: showing know. up. <laughs> Might be the same thing against yeah. Boston. Fair enough. Hey, that President's Trophy curse, boys. It's not. It's a real thing.
1: Well, and then Nick Felina's back goes out and
2: Allmark turns into the pumpkin that he really is. Bergeron's and... lung collapses again mm. and <laughs> David Pastrak. Jokes, ho- jokes, He jokes holds people. out. Uh, what else do I got here for you guys? Here's what. Afternoon, boys, Trent and Calgary. Love the show. Great way to get your text read. Do you think Barry Trot is waiting for not Sheldon Keefe's job, but Kyle Dubas's job? No, I think
0: uh I think he does have aspirations of a managerial position, but I think he's open to coach again.
1: Yeah. I can't imagine hiring Barry. That's from the text line, by the way. Be like, yeah, he he had some success as a coach. Sorry, why am I hiring you as the GM? Because people, you got a a big coaching name? I don't know. Like, am I crazy and thinking that's a a different job? Significantly different job?
0: Yeah, but others have, have done it. Right?
1: Yeah, I just can't think of anyone recently, more recently, who's done that. But, yeah, um, no, I I think he's still probably waiting for
2: Sheldon's job first. Hey, Kipper, before we go, didn't you want to have a quick chat about your app? Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. So Uh, the Super Bowl. No! Yeah, you can't say that. Oh, oh my God, you You said it! You You can't can't link it with a company. That's right. We're
2: about to talk about it. So it's the big game this weekend. So um, (laughs) I want
0: you guys to play an app that I took almost two years to build. yes. Just close your eyes right now. Envision me wearing a white um, lab lab coat coat (laughs) and (laughs) having a pocket protector.
1: It's that golden retriever. I have no idea what I'm doing. And building an
0: app. So it's an app called Next. With a hammer and nails. Exactly. So I want you to play this weekend on the big game. You're going to get like eight questions uh, sent to you while the game is Next on. Next rewards. Next rewards. Download Next Rewards on uh, iOS or Android. Yeah. You get questions sent to you, and they're like no different than you know an engagement uh, app for prop bets. Except when you answer them, you get reward points. You don't get it's not a money thing. No, no credit risk. cards. No nothing. It's free to play. Uh, there are brands involved that will subsidize your points. So, it's a penny a point, real money, that you can turn into a catalog. So, you can go get your pizza, you can go get your coffee. Sam's already got 10 bucks at Starbucks
2: from playing it. Listen, I've been grinding. I've been grinding for a while. I'm one of the OGs. So, I got 10 bucks. Kipper's going to give me 10 bucks and I'm going to go. So, we
0: we started with the NFL, which was kind of a a low key kind of thing. And next week, we go into the NHL. Oh, baby. NHL coming. Love it. So you get your free coffees way faster than anything else. Do you know the like the average Canadian has like six or seven lo- uh, reward loyalty point uh, oh, cards? Oh, I'm not
1: surprised. Yeah,
0: like Canadians love their reward points. So during the game, you're sitting there. Yeah, you're on your phone. What happens? A po- question pops up. Yes, you when you download, you you grant it uh, permission to notify you. Yeah. So, it doesn't even matter if you're watching the game or not. A notification will come down and it'll ask you, Do you think that Ke- uh, Kansas City's going to kick a field goal? You answer yes and no. If you answer yes, you get 20 points. If you answer no, you don't get any points, but there's nothing lost. Just yeah, the you opportunity. you get it right, you get points. Yeah. yeah. And then the whole idea is to, the whole idea for me was to uh, have an, a, a fan engagement. Um, without uh, real betting money, we knew where it was all going with the betting money. Yeah. But there's a very large portion of people that don't Do, want to put up not money. yet yeah. or not at all. Yeah. And we wanted to build something that gave them the option. Yeah. So
1: it's a really cool idea. And then
0: yeah, yeah. the. Yeah.
1: So how does one build an app? Like I I don't mean to be whatever, yeah. but you don't strike me as a guy who is writing code. Yeah. How many no, people are no, involved? There, there, this there are app
0: companies been? out there and there's a prominent one in Toronto okay. that will build your app. Yeah. And it takes about uh, you know, close to a year and, and you've been troubleshooting um, it and you working know, you're on in it. the ballpark of a million dollars to develop an app. Wow. And this is what I've also been doing for the last year and a half. People got to click a lot of buttons to get that back on. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, don't look at me. So, don't look at me. So if you do download, there is a bonus code, KIPPER19. Yeah. That'll get you 250 points to start. Out of the gate. Love so, it.
2: I want you to play it, Sammy. This weekend, I've been playing for six, seven weeks. I'm every night. What are you at now, Sammy? I'm at like 1,800 points. What
1: kind of questions will there be for hockey? Like
0: Uh, power play opportunities, shots on goal.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Coach's challenge. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Goal interference is anyone's guess. We're working on that one. That's fun. Uh, Yeah, it'll uh, shorthanded. It's very easy to use. Comeback wins. Just. Yeah, so listen, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you giving me a couple minutes to tell you what I've been up to uh outside of uh arguing with you or telling Sammy he's full of crap on his <laughs> trades. <laughs>
2: so, so there like I said, the large, the enormous match is this weekend. Do you guys have a lean?
0: Who are you taking? I, I think it's uh with the with the exception of the Philadelphia Flyers, man. It's the it's the it's the Philly's year.
2: Yeah, okay, so you're going Eagles. Yeah. I had a rather large bet on the uh, Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC championship game. Yeah. And betting against Patrick Mahomes is exactly zero fun. Yeah. He do just feel like he's always going to execute. So I am not doing that again. And I'm just going to bet on Patrick Mahomes and just hope that that I also
1: feel like the NFL is a crooked league and the star making is a big part of what they do. And with Brady leaving, they need the next, you know, guy who wins
2: six Super Bowls. I feel like Patty Mahomes is going to be the dude on Sunday. Love Patty Mahomes. And what about the other two big matches this weekend? Columbus, four points for the Leafs. Leafs versus Columbus. Leafs versus Columbus again. Uh, Sammy and I are doing Leafs talk after the game tonight. Yes, yep. four
1: points. Nothing but's going to cut it. They'll get them all.
2: Big, All right. Big start for Joe Wall tomorrow night.
0: Enjoy. Oh, definitely a Joe Wall game coming, folks. Just one final note on my app. Uh, we're just in Canada, but we're hoping real soon uh, to bring it to the U.S. and then worldwide. That would be kind of cool. baby. about cricket? That'd be a fun <laughs> sport. <laughs> that would be, actually. I'm in. I got to learn it first, though. <laughs> All right. Our thanks to Gord Stellick and Aaron Portsline from The Athletic. Have a safe weekend. Everybody enjoy the hockey games. Enjoy the Super Bowl.